Yes, it is. Free Talk Live. What day is it? Tuesday? I think that's right. Yep. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Wait, no. Yes, you are. I am. It's my day. It's been... Why, two weeks to flatten the kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was gone for probably 10 days myself. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you seem to be in, have been sick maybe a day longer than I. I uh, so I realized, you know, in reading up about this thing, that COVID seems to affect different people differently, different durations, different symptoms altogether i know you had some symptoms mark that uh i did not have like i i never once had the runny nose or the wet cough but you apparently did so uh and where are my manners of course this is free talk live we are a call-in radio show the telephone number here is 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight it's myself the captain joa and mark Thanks for being here, Joe. You're welcome. So it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Mark. Thank you. So, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, for like three days, basically all I could do was move from one location to another, uh, maybe take in a little food. That's, that's um, what I did. I called. I, I, oh, I lost 15 pounds you do look in like five a, days. You look like a Nutrisystem commercial. Yeah. You do. I mean, I, I, I literally look like John Goodman hanging here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Good diet plan, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's the only consistent one that's ever worked for me. As a former musician, I like to say that I went on tour. <laughs> and so I did. I went on tour. I went on the COVID tour, the COVID concert series, if you will. And I played uh, exclusive small clubs, right? <laughs> small engagements, one, maybe one person. <laughs> you know? uh, I played uh, the COVID cabana. <laughs> uh, and I also played Camp COVID. So, uh, you know, a couple of different venues that were not far from each other, uh, of course. You know, one was... The couch and the bed. The couch <laughs> and the other was the bed, yes. You you be the uh, judge as to which one was the camp and which was the cabana. Uh, yeah, knocked me we out. Did, we did get to see an old uh, football game, though, together, you and I. That's true. I yeah. came over and hung out for a little while. I, uh, I may or may not have acquired uh, old recordings of, you know, some NFL stuff. So that when I'm bored out of my mind with things like COVID, I have something to, you know, sort of vegetate. Keep on the TV. Yeah. I've never watched anything unless it's live when it comes to football. It's kind of weird. It is weird. If, even though you know the score and the outcome, you're still like rooting for the guys. And <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's totally weird. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to say uh, this COVID, whatever it is, uh, I'm going to put it in my top 10 illnesses that I've ever had personally. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm with you. Um, now, what does that mean? That means that, well, it felt a whole lot like having a bunch of flu sy- symptoms. Um, so I never at any point felt like I was in danger of dying. Not not at one point at all. I had a loss of breath. I had a you know a lot of fatigue. Yeah. And some people go, fatigue? Oh, you mean you were just tired? No, I mean that I was too tired to even get up out of bed. Yeah, for I, almost four days. I planned uh, getting out of bed sometimes as long as two hours. Yeah, if I could make it two hours, that was like a good day. Yeah. Um, no, I meant two hours. You know, it took me two hours to plan to get out of bed. Like, I would look at the clock, like, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, right. And then I'd go to sleep. And then I'd wake up and I'd be like, I still have to go to the bathroom. And it'd be an hour and a half later. And then I'd be like, all right, all right, I got to. 
And then at some point or another, I just sling my body weight over and go. <laughs> Which, of course, may beg the question for those of you listening. What is my body weight? No, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, you know, Captain, if the COVID that you just had is in your top 10 illnesses, why? What's number one? Yeah, what is the number one? Number one illness Captain Kickass has ever suffered to this day is strep throat and bronchitis simultaneously. And at the wow. same time. I thought I was going to die. Strep is no joke. I've had that. No, I've had them both individually, you know, and at different points with other different illnesses. Uh, I'm a former smoker, so I've only been quit for about a decade or so. So whenever I get something, uh, usually it migrates into my lungs and just kind of makes itself at home for a good long time. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what happens with bronchitis. And, yeah. and that's what happened with, with this COVID. Like, I was over most of the, we'll call them regular <laughs> symptoms, uh, but then it went into the lungs. I started with the dry hack and the dry hack and the dry hack, and it was just cough after cough after cough. And well, I was diagnosed with the COVID uh, last year. I had All I had was shortness of breath. That's all I had. Wow. Yeah, there's so many people here at the studio. That I, think we have, I think we got up to number seven. Um, Tyler caught it oh really um and nothing to mo- the vast majority it's you and i buddy yeah. uh we're the worst and i wonder if that's age thing i know we are the old well, I'm, I'm 50 50 and you're 49 for, yeah about to be 49 yep. um i know that i also don't get the flu shot as the general rule i i mean i probably got one some point in my past life but not since i've been consciously aware of like hey, maybe it's not a good idea to put things in your body if you don't need them, you know, kind of a thing. And so I just decided to no longer get the flu shot some time ago. So I don't get that as a general rule. Um, I'm not on any, like, prescriptions for anything. Uh, I'm an otherwise fully natural dude, right? I'm not, uh, you know, taking medications for anything at all, period. Uh, I have no, you know, I'm... (laughs) I don't even think I've had my tonsils removed. So, like, I'm a, I'm a whole human being as far as that is concerned. So, for it to affect me in the way that it did, I kind of expected it. Um, I didn't expect the cough to hang out as long as it did, which, of course, it did. But here I am today. So, thanks for uh, everybody to filling in. And you well, know, I'm Paul. glad you guys are still alive. <laughs> thanks, well, man. I, again, like Captain, never felt like I was, there wasn't a danger of me being, of dying. I, I had the chills, something terrible. I had, uh, um, yeah, that was the most annoying the thing was like, you're sweating, but you're really cold. Yes. I'm like, how do I, this is weird. Do well, I put a blanket on? Do I turn the air conditioner on? If it off? hadn't been for those chills, there's no way I was going to burn three, pa- three pounds in a day though. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I knew that was the case. So I was actually sticking body parts out to, uh, <laughs> to be colder. And, um, it, in fact, the only reliable way to lose weight is to lower your body temperature you don't want to go do it too far, but you want to lower your body temperature. Or in the, this case, my body temperature is artificially increased. So, um, riding the yeah. system. Well yeah. done. Yep, I did, and uh, I can see my abs as a result. <laughs> <laughs> I should try the COVID diet. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, the uh, the the gal that shot the guy over in Minneapolis. Yeah, Brooklyn Center, I believe, is what they call it. If and, I was king so, for a day, would we let this ride? Because to me, Brook, there's only one Brooklyn. Yeah. So Brooklyn Center's a little confusing. Brooklyn Center probably we're calling should it be Minneapolis. At is the what we're calling center it. of Brooklyn, and it's not. 
And so I don't like that. <laughs> but it's an ongoing gag here on Free Talk Live that I hate repeat names. I hate that there's a Portland, Oregon and a Portland, Maine. Maine. Right, I, I don't like you, that. Right, yeah, yeah. There's like a Lincoln in every state. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. there might be. Um, there's, there's certainly a Manchester in every state of New England. I think there's a nowhere in Wisconsin. There's a where in New Hampshire. Right, but that's different than nowhere. Indeed. I always, I always thought maybe nobody could relocate to, to nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then he could be nobody from nowhere. Uh, yes, you are correct, Mark. Uh, there was a veteran ex-cop who, quote, accidentally, unquote, shot Dante Wright dead Sunday when he tried to flee during a traffic stop. Could be charged under Minnesota law, legal experts say. It could be charged. Ooh, could be. Well, um, as I, I heard the audio, and, and it sounded like a woman's voice saying over and over again, taser, 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 taser. Um, and then presumably she pulled her gun and shot somebody. That's basically what happened, near as I can tell. And this person has been identified now as Kimberly Potter, age 48. As if the Eight. color and the weight of what she was holding, she couldn't tell? Well, um, presumably she couldn't. And I mean, I think screaming taser three times before you pull it, whether whether or not that is some kind of ruse, is pretty darn effective in suggesting that um, it was a mistake. But if I made this mistake, nobody's going to cut me any slack. I mean, I don't yell chicken, chicken, chicken before I had dinner tonight. <laughs> Seems ridiculous. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It is Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio talk program where you can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Open phones here today. We'll get to your calls in just a minute. The telephone number you need is 603 283 6160 Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is my triumphant return, the captain. And Joa. And Mark. We've been talking a little bit about, well, my triumphant return, but, you know, we've covered that. So (laughs) I can only bask in the triumph for so long, I guess. Right. I mean, I I could probably bask a little longer, but that's fine. We'll move on. We'll (laughs) move on. Let's move on. Move on from the basking. We've been talking about, uh, folks are aware that there was a shooting in Minneapolis. Uh, sparked some, I guess we'll call them riots. Yeah, well, let's call them riots. Let's call them riots and uh, things overnight. And the veteran ex-cop who accidentally shot, accidentally, quote unquote, Duante Wright on Sunday when he tried to flee during a traffic stop could be charged under Minnesota law, legal experts say. This person has been revealed to be Kimberly Potter, age 48, a 25-year veteran. veteran. Yep. <clears throat> of, you said ex-cop. Did I say she ex-cop? Was a, no, she she's a cop. She's a cop she's still? She's cop. Cop still. Cop still. Okay. Uh, presumably, uh, no, this article actually says the veteran ex-cop who accidentally shot. So I think they're making an assumption that the cop will be fired or... Yeah, that's weird. Whatever. I don't think that... I yeah. haven't heard anything about her being fired, but maybe so. Uh, this is from the NewYorkPost.com, so not the highest quality of writers. 
it's entirely possible uh, for them to have you know missed an edit. A lot of times, uh, these articles are going to say ex-cop or former cop. They don't ever want to say active duty cop. You know, they don't. They want to say ex-cop. What's but her name? You know, Kimberly Potter, age forty-eight. Uh, let's see. Manhattan-based civil rights lawyer Ron Kuby said Kimberly Potter, age forty-eight, could face a second-degree man's laughter rap. And yes, I'm mispronouncing that appropriately because if it were you or I. There would be no manslaughter rap. We would be straight up facing murder. You know, um, it would depend on the scenario, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that's not entirely in, inaccurate. Uh, could face second degree manslaughter rap for fatally shooting the 20 year old black man after drawing her handgun instead of her taser in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, otherwise known as Minneapolis. Uh, there's some people who live in Brooklyn Center. Like, oh, I don't live in Minneapolis. I live in Brooklyn Center. No, you live in Minneapolis. <laughs> Have you been there? You know. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Just like a small block. Block. Uh, it's a neighborhood. Does it, own, does it have its own mayor? I don't think so. Okay, then yeah. it's Minneapolis. Yeah, it's just like a, a neighborhood, an area of okay. a larger, the larger city itself. So, uh, mis- mistaking your taser, which is lighter colored, lighter, uh, different. And on another hip with your handgun, which is black, heavy, and on your other hip, and causing somebody's death is second-degree manslaughter, or at least can be prosecuted as such, Kubi told the Post. so. And what's Kubi? Who's Kubi? Kubi is... I was looking at uh, stuff online. Uh, Ron Kubi. He's a Manhattan-based civil rights lawyer. I see. Ron Kubi. So... Now- we- I can tell you that the Federal Bureau of Investigations doesn't give a darn about what lawyers think because the uh, the Crypto Six had uh, a couple of lawyers' opinions on piece of paper that said that we weren't money transmitting, um, and in fact they and yet, decided that uh, that they were. And yet our hosts remain kidnapped. Uh, we could talk more about this bit from Brooklyn Center, aka Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, but first let's go to Turd Ferguson, who's calling from his hot tub. Turd, you're on Free Talk Live. Let's try this again. We've got to push the red one for on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. There hey, is that Turd? Yeah, did you buzz me in there? Yeah, I think you think you did buzz me in there. Okay. Yep, we got I'll, you now, I'll, so go ahead and start over. Yeah, I'll start from the beginning. Um, ca- Captain, that was a great transition into bringing me in because... Uh, there seems to be a lot of incompetent people in government these, these days, and, and the case that you're discussing, of course, is partially at least a sheer, just sheer incompetence of a police officer. Uh, one thing that you won't hear on the mainstream media, but I will say on Free Talk Live, is that I just happen to notice um, a lot of these most egregious cases, for instance, this one, for instance, the one where uh, the the woman went into the wrong apartment and shot the the, the young man. Oh yeah, I remember um, that. Because yeah, yeah, they all seem to be carried out by uh, by women police officers. Just something I've noticed. Um, so what do you what maybe, conclusion uh, are you drawing from that? Yeah, what are you trying to say, Turd? Well, I just don't know if they if they seem to be able to conduct themselves in uh, in stressful situations the same way that a man might be able to. Look, well, I'm not trying to be... When a man, when a man shoots somebody, should we keep them from being cops, too? Then we can step all women and all men from being cops. Well, I, well, I mean, I'm just saying uh, the most egregious ones. I mean, the most I don't know. It sounds ridiculous. to me like you put a couple of things together and have decided that that's uh, meaningful. I would say uh, that I've encountered well, many cops, and I found that women generally are nicer, they're more professional, 
Uh, I'm not saying that's how they react in the situation. However, I just I find that the men have more testosterone. I, I don't. I'm going to play devil's well, advocate here because I got pulled over for a headlight out here in you know little Keene, New Hampshire, and uh, I drove a couple extra blocks to a nice, well lit parking area mm-hmm. before I actually pulled over, and the lady cop was none too happy about it. She was all, look, how come you pulled over, or how come you drove so far before you pulled over? And I'm like, safety? And she goes, well, next time you pull over right away, I'll be the one who decides whether or not it's safe for you to pull over. No, ma'am, that's not what they say. They say that if you don't feel safe to pull, to to, you know, to keep going at a reasonable speed, these cops and their whole, it's time time for you to pull over when I say you pull over. No, ma'am, that's not how this works. I I think the common denominator between all police officers is low IQ. Well, I don't know that it necessarily well, is. Well, some departments, it certainly well, look, is. That might be that might be true, but but listen, um, there isn't there is a an incompetent another incompetent woman in government here in Shrewsbury, and that's the judge, Judge Lindy Sweeney, here in Shrewsbury today, that totally sided with the cop in my court case. Totally worked for him the whole. What was time. your court case? Was absolutely. I'm sorry. What's your court case? Recap your court case so for Mark, please. It was a, it was a traffic court case for a suspended vehicle registration. Yep, that's and what by they do. the way. At, at the beginning of this trial, they told me that um, beyond a reasonable doubt is what they have to prove. And if there is a reasonable doubt, and I asked this, I was like, well, hold on a second. So that means if I can bring, if I can, you know, prove reasonable doubt here. Yeah, but there'll be then no you jury. Have to give me the be- then, then you have to give me the benefit of the doubt. And then she was like, well, no, not exactly. So already she started moving the window. You yep. know what I mean? As, as soon as it started. So right away, but I she's knew. She's not going to find you not, not guilty. End. It's traffic violation. Never. Never. Right. Exactly. But I, I certainly... Um, proved in my opinion with documentation and testimony uh by case today that it was wrongfully suspended um i certainly it was certainly enough to raise reasonable doubt in any uh human being's mind and the judge like sided with the cop anyway yes they do hey thanks for the call turd i i don't know if folks know but ladies and gentlemen there's a collusion between the executive and the LRN.FM. Press the dump button. It plays a toilet flush. I just figured it was appropriate. <laughs> 603-283-6160 is the number. If you'd like to join us, more Free Talk Live is on the way. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Ayer, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com.
If there were a live call-in radio program where you could talk about anything that's on your mind, what would you call it? Why, I'd call it Free Talk Live is what I'd call it. And that is the very show that you find yourself listening to right now. The telephone number for you to join the conversation is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, Joa, and Mark. And Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse for ignorance of this important world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, uh, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. And I'm glad you bring up Bitcoin.com, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I, I say that in jest, of course, but uh, new all-time high. 62 63, plus. yeah. 63,000 63, for BTC today. Yep. It's you know? amazing. It's not uh, it's not a significant bump like you know when it jumped from say ten thousand to fifty thousand or there. That was a fun run, but uh, that didn't happen in one day either. No, that's true. That's true. But a a bump nonetheless. And I don't know if there's uh, many of you listeners who have noticed there's this sort of quiet phenomenon amongst Bitcoin enthusiasts. Uh, their their profile pictures have these weird laser eyes. The laser eyes, yeah. Right now, this is supposedly to remain in place until Bitcoin hits 100K. I know my, I pulled mine down. Did you? Yeah. You're like, ah, it's taking too long. Things got too weird and I just pulled them <laughs> off. Sorry. You, you, your laser eyes weren't cool I, enough? I just, I, you know, I need some nice, firm, What are you, the, inter, the intergalactic, what, what is your? Intergalactic Space King. How can an intergalactic Space King not have laser eyes? <laughs> well, I pulled them out. I gotta, what can I tell you? Oh. I'm disappointed in you, Mark. Yeah. No, I'm just appointed. People, uh, <laughs> people were asking me about it, and I decided I uh, was tired of telling them. I think is really the <laughs> short answer. Uh, yes, visible lasers spinning the tail, right? Yes. Uh, we've been talking about. Well, I actually pulled this from the New York Post because the <laughs> Minneapolis article, the paywall, and well, I didn't want to spend any time figuring out how to get around it. Uh, but this has revealed the officer who, uh, her name is Kimberly Potter, 48, uh, who could be facing up to second-degree man's laughter for shooting the 20-year-old black man after drawing her handgun instead of a taser in Brooklyn Center. Uh, to be clear, that man's name is Dante Wright, D-A-U-N-T-E, and then Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. I don't want his name to just be like, shot a black man. I don't want him to be a randomized person. Yeah. He was Dante Wright, and he was shot by Kimberly Potter, 48, a 25-year veteran who also apparently, according to mm, something that I read elsewhere, uh, is also a trainer, a firearms trainer. Shoot. Are you kidding me? The tire arms trainer pulled, thought she was pulling her taser, said taser like three times over, and then pulled her gun and shot somebody? I'd move out of that area. 
I, I, if you don't know which one they're going to be pulling on you and then lying to you and then doing the opposite. God. Before you come on this show, Mark, do you go, microphone, microphone, microphone? Well, I, look, I, I don't know what the training is, um, and I, I, I wouldn't be able to speak to it. But yeah, it's, me neither. It's, what's so strange is, it, would I put it beyond police who say, stop resisting when you're not resisting, to train ahead of time for taser, 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 so that they could pull a gun and shoot somebody? Would I put it beyond them? I wouldn't. But um, I I want to believe that this woman uh, atten- intended to pull her taser, said taser three times, and accidentally pulled a gun and shot this guy uh, you know, in front of his girlfriend, as, right. uh, and he dr- drives away, and then whatever happens. Um, but I don't know what to think. And I do know that... Putting on a badge doesn't make you special in any way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, it kind of does if you believe that putting it on enough people have believed it, Enough people have believed it for enough time, but what I'm trying to do is disabuse those people of that notion. It gives you no extra rights. A badge is supposed to be imbuing you with the rights of the people that you serve, Actually, meaning that you have all I the mean, rights <laughs> of an individual, but none of it, no extras. Cops lose their rights as soon as they... they clock in and they have privilege to work for us so at every moment on their job during their time they're working for us as a privilege when they clock out now they have rights shouldn't they then you know receive some sort of punishment like oh i don't know obstruction of evidence every time they turn off their freaking cams yep it's a uh, it's a good question but no they don't of course because guess what Despite our little jingle and things we like to say here in the libertarian community, badges do grant extra rights. Well, I think you should be able to. So, I mean, everybody's supposed to get, uh, what is it, a 15-minute break and, uh, you know, whatever. So I think cops should be able to use the bathroom without their cameras on. And that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad she forgot to turn her camera off and that we can all see what she did. Yep. Well, I'm, I think she's probably glad, too. Uh, I mean, if she she called Taser three times, and that beats the heck out of a murder charge. The killing occurred less than 10 miles from where George Floyd died while in police custody last May. If it had been 12 miles, would have mattered? Uh, I mean... 22 miles? 37 miles. That police officer, Derek Chauvin, whose trial is currently underway, is charged with two counts of murder and second-degree manslaughter. Chauvin is alleged. Uh, we're not going to cover Chauvin. Well, at this point, they don't have that much for um, whatever her name is. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Kimberly. Kimberly here. Kimberly Potter. Um, there is a, I, I can't say much about this website. Tribute, the West Central Tribune is running a poll that says, should police officer Kimberly Potter be charged in the fatal shooting of Dante, Duante? I don't know, right in a Brooklyn Center. I'm going Dante. Okay. And his uh, and the results of the poll, I voted in it. Um, the results of the poll, it doesn't say how many are voting, but 59% say yes, 27% say no, and 14% say they don't know. Which is probably the most fair answer of them all is we don't know. Wright's killing sparked widespread protests and looting in the Twin Cities, prompting Governor Tim Waltz to impose a 7 p.m. curfew on Monday. Potter, a 26-year veteran of the Brooklyn Center Police Department, resigned Tuesday. This is where the ex-cop comes in. 
following the release of body cam footage of the deadly encounter. The video shows Wright struggling with police, then hopping back into the driver's seat. Potter points a handgun at Wright and shouts, Taser, Taser, before the car pulls away. Holy S, the officer is then heard saying in the video, I just shot him. Yeah, I can only imagine how that feels. She has officially resigned as of today. Yes. Yes. So I guess we can call her an ex-cop, but at the time she was certainly a cop. Yes. And, you know, how much more of this are folks going to let go on? It was only just last May, 10 miles away from this particular area in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where, well, something else very similar happened. Yep. And that trial's going on right now. It's like, you know, well, if, if folks would just take a minute and go, hmm, maybe we should eliminate all of the laws on the books where there's no victim and a lot of this interaction with these police would begin to end like libertarians have been saying forever yeah the whole uh he, he supposedly got po- pulled over and we don't know for certain sounds for good, a, for sounds a, good. air fishing. freshener oh fishing expedition exactly right and that ladies and gentlemen that's bs it's a crime to have a stinky car <laughs> 603-283-6160 more free talk live is on the way Yes, come on and listen. Come on and tune in. Come on and join the program. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number for you to join us in the studio in the conversation tonight is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Joa. And Mark. And, geez, Mark, has it been, has it been a, almost a month? Month since what? It's since, really? Since, March, yeah, since March the 16th. terrorist raid? Yeah, it sure has. Here on the Jeez. studio? I hadn't thought of it that way, but yes, it has. I, I'm just looking at... So Ian's been in jail for almost a month. My God. Certainly going on four weeks. I mean, I guess COVID wiped out a couple of my weeks, so I'm like, where have the days gone? But, uh, yeah, on March 16th of 2021, government agencies conspired together and raided Free Talk Live studios, the Bitcoin embassy, and the homes of Ari DiMezzo, Renee and Andy Spinella, and Colleen Fordham, who's a grandmother, by the way. The Crypto Six were arrested and taken into custody. Both Ian and F- Ian Freeman and Nobody, also known as Rich Paul, remain in custody. What can you do to help? Check out thecrypto6.com. There are multiple ways in which you can donate to their legal defense fund because these charges are not a joke. These are men with guns and alphabet agencies who have all of the resources that these people don't. It and is- I'd like to point out that I've uh, spoken, uh, I spoke to attorneys last week. Um, I should be getting uh, you know paperwork finalized with all that soon. Mm-hmm. I spoke to attorneys last week who said. You know, regarding the money transmission, the very core of this, yes, that's not illegal. What they were doing was, they said, that's not illegal. So, should be curious to see what happens. Basically, all this comes down to is getting lawyers and money and all that. Yeah, I mean, there's more than one way to 
have bureaucrats attack a thing, right? You know, costing you money is an attack. Oh, yeah. Whether or not there's Ian's any... Ian's been in jail for a month, and there's nothing that we can do about that. Right. Uh, but at any rate, it's going to take serious legal resources and many experts to protect the Crypto 6 from further aggression from the state. This case will likely set precedent that will affect the world of cryptocurrency for decades to come. Help them in their fight for liberty and financial freedom by contributing to the legal defense fund that we've set up over at thecrypto6.com. Once more, thecrypto6.com. They appreciate it. I know I appreciate it. Let's get our folks out as fast as we can. Indeed. So, uh, Joe, we were talking during the break. You had an update on on a case that something has happened. Yeah, for you. Uh, I know you can't talk much about it, but like you had an update. Let's go ahead with that. Well, um, I've talked about this previously that I was arrested in Manchester while filming um, an interaction the police had with some an incident, um, and uh, along with uh, my friend uh, Savage. And uh, the tr- the charges of trespass on both of us have been dropped. It's good news. Uh, that was the only charge that I had. How'd you get trespassed? Um, well, good question, because I'm not really sure exactly how it ended up being a trespass, but uh, the police said that I was trespassing. They were demanding ID. I refused, and they made the arrest. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad that those are taken down. Uh, and but you that, got this probably doing your, you know, what, what I don't know what to call it. Uh, activism. Your, your activism. You're your, your, your filming it, for YouTube. Yeah, some call it cop locking. Okay. Uh, and we're just doing it for accountability. So we're going around filming the police and uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, the up-to-date incidences on the police log and we try to show up to scene. And uh, Well, and you also do like f- any other press. First Amendment auditing in yep. addition to your cop locking. So if you haven't checked out Joe's YouTube channel, it's Breaking the Flaw. Breaking the flaw. He does some great activism, and it's one of the reasons that he's here on Free Talk Live with us is because we want to highlight this particular type of a person. Yeah, and it comes I to that find thing. some really interesting so, things. Uh, I, don't know I know if- you can't answer too much, but yeah. I'm curious. I know that um, basically the way things are post-Glick decision is, mm-hmm. is that if the police give you any trouble about videoing, that you can sue them for money. And not just the police department but the cops themselves individually yes so is that in the future um i don't think that plays within these cards because that's specifically just filming the police officers they didn't arrest me for filming a police officer right which some that's what the glick decision came out of uh but yes i was filming police officers and maybe they didn't like me and maybe that's what motivated them to make their decision well if they I'm decided sure. you weren't trespassing and they've uh, arrested you for trespassing then it sounds a lot like they were arresting you for filming yeah yeah they oh they, oh i mean i will say this that they said that oh you came in here to have a problem now you got it right so yeah. hey sounds like they wanted to sounds like their problems on their hands now oh good and uh you know that's i got i just captured something really interesting the other day in manchester over at the sununu youth center and if you haven't heard about uh this center Wait, wait, so sometimes yeah. we have nicknames for things. Or is this legitimately a youth center and it just happens to be called Sunu? Yeah, it's like Sunu okay. Youth Services. Okay. Uh, yeah. I call it like, you know, the Youth Detention Center. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I like to attack the Sununu, uh, to attach the Sununu brand to because they did that. Uh, it's actually named after Governor Sununu's father. Um, and it's funny how he wanted to attach his name to it. 
But uh, there's been a rampant amount of abuse there. And recently, Six had been uh, charged with more crimes connected to that center. What, what kind of abuse? Officers or whatever they call them. The worst of the worst you can think of when it comes to child abuse, the sexual abuse. So is this a, a, a to me, a youth center sort of, you know, invokes, uh, you know, 14 years old and up, you know, yeah. kind of a thing? Is yeah, that- until probably you turn 18 and... They decide what they do with you. Yeah, so you got 14 to 18-year-old young people. And um, what a surprise when you put 14 to 18-year-old young people, there's going to be sexual abuse, especially um, you you put grumpy old perverts in there who have a lot of power. Yeah, it isn't going to go well. No, and there's been hundreds of cases, hundreds and hundreds of cases. There's hundreds. Hundreds to over 200 cases. That is ugly. Over 30 years. And once it happens... It starts a a cycle, a, oh, yeah. you know, a sort of a, a conversation, a way a way of being inside a given institution. And once there's abuse there, then then what do you do? How now, do you stop it? Now it's institutionalized. Now you have to fire everybody, mm-hmm. and they're never going to do that. Well, representatives are calling for as of a week ago, calling for it to be absolutely just closed down. Well, that's about all you can do. If you shut it down, then you don't have to have, uh, because the problem is, is firing people who feel like they haven't done anything. And now, you know, yeah. So shutting it down is about all you can do. So I went there the other day after this article came out in the news uh, about these six men being charged. Uh, By the way, women are also involved in this in the past. But specifically, these six men are being charged. And uh, as of yesterday, a seventh now is being charged. Um, And I went down to the, the youth center and did some filming, and okay. uh, there's no signs that say no trespassing. Uh, so we, me and uh, Press NH now, he's another YouTuber. Uh, we went down there and we started filming all around the building. No, re, uh, let it be known that we weren't filming inside the windows. Even if we tried to, all the windows are blacked out. I, I'm assuming that because this is something called the Sununu Youth Center, that is a a government. Pro- program project, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right? state so, okay. property right. just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like you know moonlighting is some you know other kind of organization no and uh so we started filming around the building um you had a couple darrens and karens that trying to prevent us what we were doing they called the police and uh so uh i wanted to file records i wanted all uh founded and unfounded complaints uh during the process of walking around the building uh three staff members came up to us and they want to know who we are. They, they're telling us to leave, don't film in the windows, all these things, right? They didn't have the right to do that. And uh, they didn't want to identify. But I did get one guy's name. And I said, I asked him, is there any abuse going on in here? And he nodded, yes. Oh. And I found that very disturbing, as if he knows it's going on. And I, I don't see him speaking out in the news. I didn't recognize his name. Well, he did. He spoke out to you. Well, I get uh, true. That's uh, you know. I mean, uh, it, it takes different people, different things at different times. I, uh, you know, I applaud him for for you know doing that much. Well, so, I'm glad I asked. Then, yeah, I mean, and, that's uh, what a good reporter does. We'll see. We'll see where it develops. Uh, the police, uh, the police, the state police came. They were investigating uh, our presence, but I was hoping they were there because they were investigating what's going on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, I feel for these kids, man. I I hope they get the help that they need. I hope they can find some sort of solace in you know just society in general. Because when when you've been institutionally abused, that's not something that's really easy to get over. I can say this from experience. Yeah, there's no way to uh, there's no way to find the perpetrator in many cases. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Our number two of Free Talk Live is on the way. 
News from news.bitcoin.com. U.S. Postal Service files a patent for new blockchain voting method. Warren Buffett changes his opinion on gold. Maybe Bitcoin is next. $6 billion Acon cryptocurrency city underway. Former Prudential CEO says now's the time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies. Getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Subscribe to Bitcoin.com's YouTube channel, too. Free Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining the program, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. We are an open phones radio program, and we stream online, of course, and run some satellite as well. You can take control of the airwaves by calling 603-283-6160 and joining us in the studio. Again, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, Joa, and uh, Mark. Mark. Yeah. And it's my triumphant return. Here in, uh, well, it's hour number two of my triumphant return. I haven't died yet, so I feel like it's going well. I Well, we have we have not died. I, I guess I was back a couple of days earlier before you, but not too much more. Yeah. I think I, th- I was back on a Saturday. I think, I think you might have been a day or two, like, symptomatic before me. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I, remember, I think I was a, a day ahead of you, and I think you were like two or three days behind me, meaning that you had it longer than I did. Yeah. I remember having like weird abdominal mm, – pain is the wrong word. Um, I remember just like, what's wrong with my guts? Did I, you know, did I sit wrong? You know, because I'm doing so many sit-ups all the time. Right? <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, sometimes the guy sits incorrectly or, you know, leans the right way or the wrong way and, like, pulls a little something, and that happens. Uh, I'm an older dude. Sometimes I have a bad back, so sometimes I have to bust out the cane, and that means that i got to favor different parts of my abdomen. I did find the kind cane of myself, and it's like my old, uh, you know, soreness in my back. Came came back around. We don't need to do the uh, the whole uh, old guy broken old thing. man life. Yes, we we don't need to do that. Go on. What's what's the next uh, show prep? All right. Um, we should talk about this. This is from ABC News. U.S. calls for pause in Johnson and Johnson vaccinations over blood clot concerns. Yeah, six people supposedly have had. Uh, you know, problems with the blood clots. And, hey, that's what it says right here. Yeah. And, um, well, I'm keeping an eye on this. <laughs> this feels a lot like um, a corporate hit. None of these companies have uh, FDA approval for these None vaccines. None. Zero. Zero. So now the FDA is coming out and going after one of them. Why? I don't know. Well, I, I have a theory. And, in fact, I, I did get to speak to Mr. Freeman by phone a little earlier this morning, uh-huh. and we briefly discussed this particular thing. He actually brought it up. He said, "Hey, I heard through the you know the grapevine that something's going on with a Johnson and Johnson. There's a recall or something." I'm like, "Hey, let me look it up for you. You know, it'll be your internet. That's fine." And that's how I popped in or bumped into this article. Um, but 
near as I can tell, how do I phrase this without getting us a ban on YouTube? Who cares? Ban us, YouTube, if you're going to. Um, the Moderna and the Pfizer, quote, vaccines, unquote, are mRNA platforms. Right. right. However, the Johnson & Johnson vaccination is the closest to a traditional vaccine. Vaccine that's, right. And so, of course, the one bastard... Right of the two of the more right, those are the ones modern, right? You know, is the one that's going to get gone after. And I've seen news reports of all kinds of people having all kinds of problems from Moderna and uh, Pfizer. So oh, yeah. why is it that these blood clots are the issue? I don't know. I don't know either. And it is interesting to see that it's the one because I've talked to people who work uh, in the medical industry. Yep. For example, nurses and, you know, I have friends all around the globe who work in different industries. And uh, many of the people who work in the medical industry say, well, you know, eventually it's going to come around where I'm probably going to have to get one of these. And, well, if I'm going to get one, it's going to be the Johnson & Johnson one because of what we just cited, which the Johnson & Johnson one is the closest to a regular vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, like the mumps vaccine, Measles, rubella, yeah, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. So it's the closest thing there is to an actual vaccine. I don't know why they would suddenly be targeted for these blood clot concerns. Uh, the FDA and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced Tuesday that they're calling for an immediate pause on the use of single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccines Mm. after discovering six cases in the United States of a rare and severe type of blood clot that developed about two weeks after the vaccine was administrated in these patients. Now, yeah, Mark, you're absolutely right. Uh, This is not... uh, We've seen this for both of the other vaccines, the Moderna in the Pfizer, mm-hmm. where people have developed some weird thing that they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on it. It's generally the consensus of whatever happens. You know, they're like, yep, that's weird, and we'll keep an eye on it. And they just keep vaccining away. Well, I mean, if you're talking, I don't know how many vaccines have been given, and I'm sure the story is not going to tell you because that's not how we roll with modern media. Um, but how many so if six people have gotten these blood clots how many people have gotten the vaccine and if that's the case then is this this is not acceptable this is acceptable who determines it's acceptable and is it the people at moderna is it the people at pfizer i don't know well safety is a top priority for one thing i do know Mm-hmm. is that corporations have their fingers all in whatever reg- regulatory agencies are uh, you know, for their particular uh, line of work. The article continues, Safety is a top priority for the federal government, acting FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock told reporters in a virtual news briefing. Sorry, I get a giggle out of that name. Adding that while these blood clots were extremely rare, the government was acting out of an abundance of caution. Sure. So they just basically pushed a a vaccine out there that was untested, and that's their. They just contradicted themselves. Well, they uh, the FDA doesn't actually allow didn't allow the vaccines out. It's a uh, special dispensation or something or other. Yeah, the FDA has not approved any of the vaccines, but they care about safety. Well, at least through the traditional means of you know how one would generally go about getting a vaccine and you know getting it to market and all that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, we are committed to patient safety, Woodcock said. 
but she encouraged Americans to continue to get vaccinated with Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Interesting that they're pushing the two other brands. The CDC will convene at a meeting of the Advisory Committee of Immunization Practices, the ACIP, got to have an acronym, on Wednesday to further review these cases and assess their potential significance, read a joint CDC and FDA statement. Oh, so we got alphabet agencies getting together and issuing a joint statement? Yeah. Does that mean that they all, like, rolled a big fatty and then, like, wrote a statement? Like, here's the statement, man. Perhaps not. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Maybe that would help them, so. It's called a, Probably joint, not. a joint statement, so. I hear you. I, you know, maybe they were safety meeting. Uh, the FDA will review that analysis, and as it also investigates these cases, federal health <clears throat> excuse me, federal health officials said they believed that the recommended pause in the J and J vaccinations was not expected to last long. Okay, so they're going to let um, Johnson and Johnson bring it back. That seems odd. I mean, why would we have paused in the first place? If I don't know, this but seems. If the really intention strange. of the vaccine is to attach to your DNA, I mean, it makes sense that you get blood clots. Not in this case. No, the uh, Johnson Johnson is not a. Uh, oh, I see. mRNA. Oh, right, uh, right, right. It's more of a traditional uh, developed vaccine. The time frame will be determined by what we learn in the next few days. Uh, however, we expect it to be a matter of days for this pause, Woodcock said. More than 6.8 million doses. There's your answer, Mark. More than 6.8 million so doses of the have J&J. have less than one, one in a million chances of getting this uh, blood clot, or at least uh, according to what they've got so far. Right. That's just in the U.S. 6.8 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine have been administered. Hmm. Several states, including New York and California, as well as, as well as CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Kroger's, announced they would stop administering the Johnson & Johnson vaccine immediately. This is a recommendation, not a mandate. Dr. Peter Marks, the director of the FDA's Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research, said on the briefing call, adding, Americans should talk to their health care providers about their personal situation. It's the first time I've heard any of that during this whole COVID thing. <laughs> I wonder who they refer to. <laughs> They'll probably get fired for just saying that. telephone number you need to write down with a Crayola crayon on your refrigerator door right now is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. That is the phone number for Free Talk Live, the very radio program you find yourself listening to. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Joa. And Mark. Everyone's always talking about buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. Yeah, well, I'm sorry if that's boring as hell. How about earning some Bitcoin? Getting paid with it. Yeah, that's the way. If you want to earn Bitcoin at your business, anypayx.com is the way to do it. Your customers will love it, and everyone in town will talk about your store being the Bitcoin store. And it's just fun. Get the free app and start earning Bitcoin at your business. 
Visit AnyPayX.com. Again, AnyPayX.com. We've been talking about this bit from ABC News where apparently they're putting a pause, P-A-U-S-E, not P-A-W-S, for those of you spelling challenged, on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine due to apparently six people developing some sort of a rare type of a blood clot. Now, we're speculating that it's weird that they're doing this because I read all the time about, oh, such and such, you know, had a reaction to the Pfizer, or such and such had a right. reaction to the Moderna, or several people have, or we've seen this uh, consistent across, you know, this kind of a thing. And, like, they haven't put a pause on any of those. So I find it interesting. One wonders why. Yeah. And, of course, this article doesn't give us any real insight into the answer to that question. But if you have the answer, 603-283-6160, the article continues, uh, it's a recommendation, not a mandate. Dr. Peter Marks, the director of the FDA's Center for Biologics, sorry, Biologics Evaluation and Research, he said on the briefing call, adding Americans should talk to their health care providers about their, right, I wanted to comment on that. Americans should talk to their health care providers about their personal situation. This might be the first time I've seen this sentence uttered since the dawn of COVID. It's been my position the entire time. You shouldn't be taking a vaccine just to take a vaccine. You shouldn't be lining up thinking it's the holy grail. You should be consulting your physician and going, hey, doc, uh, what do you think? Is it right for me? You know, kind of a thing, and you should be having that conversation with your primary health care provider. Yeah, I can see why people over the age of 65 or whatever are doing it. Um, honestly, I believe we should have uh, all along basically had people under the age of 65, working age adults, adopting an old person and just going about their lives. Almost they, at this point, they do not have one single documented case of somebody getting COVID from a surface contact. So you can you could drop off groceries at people's houses. You could have done all these things. I was recommending this months and months and months ago. Yes, you were. I was here. So, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, nobody nobody wants to listen. Dr. Fauci says he's not going to do anything this summer, I, even if he's got the vaccine back in December. I mean, you know, it's crazy. I believe it's pronounced fashy. Yeah. Dr. Fashy. Now, I appreciate them saying this because um, in one essence, because like, I I mean, if you hired a doctor, I hope you trust them and I hope you have the right doctor. And if they're telling you to consult your physician, uh, I hope you made the right choice. Yeah, at this point, I've had uh, COVID-19 and I can't, you know, sitting here on the other side of it. I don't know what to say other than I'm really glad I lost almost 20 pounds. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way I can do it, apparently. Wait, does this mean... At least you and I, Mark, we live in a post-COVID society. Yeah, we do now. Yeah, wow. they're, gonna, they're gonna add COVID to the the food pyramid. <laughs> uh, so, Doctor Marks also said, at this time, it's not clear that there's any connection with women taking birth control. So apparently, that means there's been some speculation as to whether or not yes, there's there's questions a, a correlation between these blood clots and women taking birth control. The CDC and the FDA said 
that they are currently reviewing data involving these six cases, all of which occurred amongst women between the ages of 18 and 48, where symptoms occurred between 6 to 13 days after they were vaccinated with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Okay. I can see a lot of uh, people getting off their birth control just because they're maskers and jabbers. And there's going to be a lot more... You know, pregnancies Babies. because of this, because they, they had to get their vaccine, but they had to get off their their birth control first. So it's women who are taking birth control who have gotten uh, uh, these uh, blood clots? Between 18 and 4. Well, there's some speculation. Okay. In so these, no men then. And right. they stopped giving out the Johnson Johnson vaccine to half of the population because the other half has a problem with it. This seems to be the case. Okay. In these cases, a type of blood clot, uh, a type of blood clot called cerebral venous sinus thrombosis (CVST) was seen in combination with low levels of blood platelets. The statement read: "Okay, treatment of this specific type of blood clot is different from the treatment that might typically be administered. Usually, an anticoagulant drug called heparin is used to treat blood clots. In this setting, administration of heparin may be dangerous." And alternative treatments need to be given. They don't say why it may be dangerous. People who have received the J&J vaccine who develop severe headache. Let me read that again. People who have received the J&J vaccine who develop severe headache, abdominal pain, leg pain, or shortness of breath within three weeks after vaccination should contact their health care provider. Health care providers are asked to report adverse events to the vaccine adverse event reporting system, the statement said. Well, blood blood thinners can be dangerous to take on in and of themselves, so that's probably why they're saying that. Right now, I'd like to stress these events appear to be extremely rare, Woodcock said. Less than one in a million. However, COVID-19 vaccine safety is a top priority for the federal government, and we take all reports of adverse events following vaccinations very seriously. Mm-hmm. FDA leadership. I, the best thing that happened to COVID in uh, Moderna in the last week. I mean... Everybody wanted the vaccine, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, because it's one and done, and right. it was a more traditional vaccine. Right. I still don't understand the gyrations for three different varieties. There's more than three, by the way. It just happened to be three in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for something that you have a 99 percent chance of recovering from, all vaccines are going to do anyway is help your personal immune system combat the thing. They, the, the vaccines themselves don't combat the thing. No, they don't. They're, they're not the warriors. They, they don't, they, what they do is they go, hey, human body, we're going to help you combat the thing using your own immune system. So you're saying I could still get it after the vaccine? <laughs> That's what people are saying. That's what people are saying, yes. It is true. 603-283-6160. Is this as ridiculous as I make it sound? More Free Talk Live is on the way. Everyone has a different war. For some, in the UN peacekeeping mission to Grenya, the struggle is just to survive. For others, it's to remain sane. For the rebels of the freehold of Grenya, their war is for their very way of life. They'll do everything and anything to stop this invasion, and they mean to make the enemy suffer. Because physical wounds heal. Freehold. Defiance. A collection of hard-hitting tales gathered by series creator Michael Z. Williamson and BaneBooks.com. Um, 
Welcome back, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. The Tuesday night edition. The telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join the conversation, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Joe from Breaking the Flaw. And it's Mark. And, yeah, almost a month since the terrorist attack. What do I mean by that? I mean, since men with SWAT gear, men with tanks, men with battering rams, men with militarized weaponry of multiple, as many as seven different agencies descended upon the Free Talk Live studio, creating all sorts of physical damage to the studio, including bashing in the doors, uh, having some effect on door frames, windows that needed to be replaced, window frames. Uh, They launched an iron hook through a window and pulled the window out, uh, amongst many other things. In addition to terrorizing the people who lived here, not just the people that they arrested, but there are other people who live in the building attached to the studio that are tenants that rent uh, as their place to live. And uh, they were terrorized as well. Terrorize America. Uh, They terrorized the Bitcoin embassy, uh, the Mighty Moose Mart, which is a convenience store. Like, okay, sure, terrorize a convenience store, whatever. safe and then brought it back the uh, the same day broken. Yeah, uh, among many other stupid things, uh, invaded Arya's house, uh, arrested six people. These people are known as the Crypto Six for uh, what we can only deem are the most ridiculous... trans lady, you know, yeah, whatever. Under the most ridiculous... You, you can go Google the, uh, the indictment because I want to make sure you have the facts... A lot of folks have been getting a lot of the facts wrong about what the indictment does and does not say. It's not that long of a read. Go read it yourself. Just Google Free Talk Live indictment or something along those lines, and you'll get there. The point is is that these six people need legal defense to fight these terrorists, and we've set up just such a thing over at thecrypto6.com. That's the crypto six. Doesn't matter if you use the number six or the word SIX, the crypto six.com. There's a variety of ways for you to donate to the legal defense fund, uh, including cryptocurrency, regular USD. There's a video that sort of recaps uh, what's going on there. Uh, there's some things in play for us to maybe do some more updates on that website, that kind of a thing. So the crypto six.com. Some folks are like, well, you guys have probably raised enough money. No, we haven't. No, we're not even close. No, we're not, not even close to like one person, much less six people's defense funds. And like, <clears throat> for instance, I'd love to ch- uh, to to thank John and uh, Lynette for their $1,000 donation. But I mean, when you're talking about splitting that among six people and then you're talking about lawyer's fees, it, I, I'm not uh, – believe me, I, I'm grateful for everybody who's donated. Absolutely, yes. Um, and, you know, thank you. But – I'm just saying that it, it there's a long way to go. If for whatever reason you can't contribute or you've already contributed, please help us out by posting thecrypto6.com on all your social medias. Uh, there's T-shirts that you can buy. Uh, you'll find out all, all of that at thecrypto6.com if you want to support that way. Uh, please do. Please help in any way that you can. These people are going to need a lot more money 
than what we currently have to get them something that resembles proper defense. Again, the crypto6.com. Indeed. So, um, I mean, you know, basically I'm keeping an eye on these funds and, uh, you know, I actually had to distribute a little bit of uh, lawyer and uh, crypto today. And, um, you know, thanks. Thanks to everybody. Yeah. All right. Um, By the way, there are attorneys that accept uh, Bitcoin. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. That's great. Will they accept $250,000 worth of crypto? <laughs> well, um, I think the short answer to that is yes. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, we were talking during the break, though, Joe, that you had you wanted to segue into something that you didn't get to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I so find let's it, let's do yeah. the world's worst segue and just go right into that. We're there. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So there's a uh, Boston uh, police union representative. And so I read the article here from the Boston Globe. Okay. For years, the Boston police kept a secret. The union president was an alleged child molester. For years, the Boston Police Department kept a secret. Ladies and gentlemen. This is surprising. This is, well, this is, this is mainstream news, news article. Yes, yep. Uh, despite 1995 <sighs> evidence, Patrick Grose kept his badge worked on child sexual assault cases, and ascended to power in the police union, uh, he went on to allegedly molest five other children. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like you don't learn the first time. You're just going to let them just keep doing it because, you know, they get away with anything they want. They're, you know, they're part of the police union. They know best. And I I wonder Just just a a couple bad apples. Just a couple bad apples. They're not all bad. Yep. Just a couple of them. No, the the saying is one rotten apple spoils the bunch. The bunch. That means if the bunch of you police officers out there don't do anything about this type of crap in your own organization, then you are just as guilty as they are, period. I think it's important to note that um, they, they continue on enforcing the law against other people. You know, like uh, yeah, but not themselves. Who, yeah, but the, who can trust anybody who will protect a child predator? Well, you create a symbol like the thin blue line, and you wave it on a flag everywhere. Now it's the next uh, heavily branded reason why we need the police around. It's not really that you believe the police, but because you're so hard, wholeheartedly adopted into this religion of yours that it's hard to break away. Do you think this uh, police? Uh, I'm sorry, was it Captain? No, he's a. Uh, uh, he was the head of the union. The president. Yes, the, the president of the, the right. Boston uh, FOP. Arguably, had to be a cop, right, in I, order to get to be. I don't. I don't. I, maybe at some point, but um, do, do you suppose that there was a time when he was a cop like because he was a cop, right? <laughs> do, do you suppose there was a time when he was like committing his acts of, you know, insanity and going, "Gosh, somebody should really arrest me right now." No, I suspect well, not. Let's find out. Uh, a father and his teenage daughter walked into Hyde Park's police station last August and reported a heinous crime. Um, the girls said she had been repeatedly molested from age 7 through 12 by former Boston Police Union President Patrick M. Rose Sick. Sr. Uh, and five more soon came forward, accusing Rose of molesting them as children over the span of three decades, including the girl's own father. Um, Rose, uh, being tagged as a child sexual abuser, was news to the city when he was arrested and charged last summer. But it wasn't news to the Boston Police Department, where Rose served for two decades as a patrolman. So, yes, he there was a police officer. Yeah. Um, a Globe investigation has found that 
The Boston Police Department in 1995 filed a criminal complaint against him for sexual assault on a 12-year-old and, even after the complaint was dropped, proceeded with an internal investigation that concluded that he likely committed a crime. Despite the, that finding, Rose kept his badge. Uh, despite the finding, Rose kept his badge, remained on patrol for another 21 years. Oh, my and God. And rose to power in the union that represents patrol officers. And, and tell me whether or not he committed another one of these heinous acts in the next 21 years that he remained with a badge. No, 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 Sounds likely. You no, know, it's really surprising to me is like even after all this is going on is that he continued to represent police officers and like usually in court, like this is why you shouldn't convict him. Uh, and they're like, this is why you should hire him to cities, even though maybe that police officer had to move to another city because of some heinous thing he did. You know, the, this is what the FOP does is that they try to back these bad cops into getting into positions. And ironically, he ends up being this, the same thing that he's you know fighting for a bad cop. So all surprise. <laughs> It is. It amazes me that uh, people put up with it. But it, you know, on one hand, it's like, well, got to support the police. On the other hand, it's like, well, what do we do if they're bad ones? What do we do? What do uh, we do? And not, not for nothing, but he was doing it to boys and girls. Yeah. So it wasn't. He didn't have a specification. Oh, equal opportunity offender. Pervert. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Have you people had enough of this sickness? Yes, it is Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves to talk about whatever is on your mind. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Joa. And Mark. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join the conversation. Uh, currently, the way the phone calls work is you call. You wait on hold, and we screen you during the commercial breaks, and then we put you on the air after we get, uh, you know, past the commercial break. So, for those Unless of you, it's the final segment, in which case we're liable to go straight to a phone call, uh, depending on how ballsy we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, we we've been known to take perhaps an unscreened call. Uh, we've been reluctant to do so recently, of course, because. Well, we didn't have a dump button. That well, was in short, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you call in in the middle of the segment and then you hang up before the end of the segment, no one's going to answer your call. <laughs> That's that. And that so, is how space travel is possible today. <laughs> We're talking about this situation here in, in Boston where the police uh, president, union president, uh, has apparently been molesting kids for decades now. 21 years or more. And... Um, Joe, I thought this was uh, really uh, relevant, is is that he got bail. Yeah. Ian Freeman, who's only accused of selling Bitcoin to people, can't get bail. Wait, but this guy, wait. a pervert, can. This bastard cop. Yes. Molesting kids. Yes. For Thir- decades. 33 counts Protected of by the Boston abuse. Police Department. A freaking bail. Of six victims has bail of 200000 cash. There you go. That's unbelievable that our friends are sitting in jail right now for exchanging Bitcoin and being peaceful. Like they didn't victimize anyone. Yeah. 
and these people have completely ruined lives. And and people have been silent about it. Not just the person who did the actual crimes, but the entire organization surrounding him. Oh, yeah. Or at least uh, select people within that organization, right? I well, mean, we don't know how many. Can't tell me nobody knew about it. Well, uh, the article says even after the department learned of the alleged abuse in 1995, the Globe Review found Rose was allowed to have contact with vulnerable children. That's what his job was, right? To protect the, you know these kids that have been abused. Boston Police Dispatch. It's amazing how the perverts just always wheel their way into the spots where they're dealing with kids. It's like they're prime for them. Oh, yeah. They absolutely do. Like the Sununu Youth Center, the detention center. Like, I mean, you may not have a criminal background, but there are still creeps out there that are going to abuse children. And it's like, maybe you should ask them a a range of questions. I don't know the process. If the creeps make it to like 18 years old, they've had a chance to really think about what they're doing and come up with a plan, you know? Well, uh, Rose was allowed to have contact with these kids. Uh, Boston police uh, dispatched him in 1999 to help a 14-year-old girl who was crying at a payphone calling to report she had been raped. Department records show later Rose gave a special needs child a ride home in a squad car. And in 2000, I guess that was one of the victims that he ended up victimizing. Yes, so yes. he was already a victim and he continued to victimize this child because the vulnerability of him. Yeah, well, that's what they do. That's what perverts do. And uh, the same thing happened uh, in 2006, record show. He was called to testify as the arresting officer in a child sexual assault case. You know what? Today, I sure wouldn't want to be a cop. You know, I mean, talk about being on the ropes. This guy here in Boston with the whole police department, uh, you know, protecting their union president um, up there in uh, Minnesota with the uh, the police trainer accidentally pulling her gun when she was trying to pull her taser um, with uh, Ch- Chauvin or whatever his name is, uh, you know, kneeling on that guy's neck till he was dead. Yeah, it's a rough day to be a cop. Something well, a lot of uh, the First Amendment auditors, the kind of thing that I'm doing and uh, involved with, they like to say, you know, the reason why good cops get shot is because of bad cops. And this is a prime example. And it's like people look at this bad cop and they just are going to associate all the rest I think as good bad. cop is a myth. Uh, yeah. Well, I think, I think that- it's impossible for you to be a good person whilst donning the uniform of a police officer. Why I- do I say that? Because the police officer, the organization in general, is based on immorality. Don't cross well, that thin blue line. Since I know what it's like for a police officer to attempt to testify against other police officers and oh, what happens to goes them. nowhere. They get well, railroaded. They, they, bad, bad stuff happens all around, yeah. and the system is designed to protect the perpetrator, not the, the one uh, saying things. I'll say, yeah, there's some good cops out there that are trying, and then there's other good cops that are like, I'm scared to do anything at all, but don't hold yourself up as a paladin of justice. You don't deserve that uh, hazard pay because you... You haven't gone out and taken the slings and arrows uh, that that the, that you should be taking, which is protecting the people that you swore you were going to protect. Yeah, I mean, a, a better job would be trash person. That's more dangerous. Yeah, I know, but it would still be a better job. At least they could go home at night holding their heads high, knowing that they did a good gotta job. There's got to be cops out there that um, that. Frankly, their department either isn't messed up because it's a small one, um, or they just you know they don't know of anything. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not going to waste my time searching around for unicorns, Mark. 
Well, I'm just saying, you said there are no good cops. Well, look. Which it, is an entirely different statement than I'm saying there are bad cops. There I'm, are absolutely bad cops, and lots of cops protect bad cops. There are absolutely lots and yes. lots and lots of bad cops. And in fact, putting on the uniform is one of the things that makes you a bad cop. I hey, when, when you're standing around and your colleague, say he's a police officer, is raping a child and you know about it, it is up to you as a, in your own morality and yes. for this world to stand up and say something. If you're not, your I'll, thin blue line means I'll absolutely give a, I'll nothing. give a suggestion to all the police out there who think that I'm bashing on them, you know, and they're oh, he just hates police. Okay, you want to improve... The reputation of police officers throughout the entire country of the United States immediately. Here you go. Listen up, officers. All you have to do is quit enforcing victimless crimes across all of your departments, across all the different levels, across the city, across the county, the state, whatever level of department you find yourself in. If you're wearing a badge, you get together with your tight brotherhood. And you get together with everybody and you go, you know what? We're no longer enforcing victimless crimes. And That's going to immediately approve the reputation of police across the United States over freaking night. I dare you to do it. Now, I dare you. I actually knew a cop. Uh, he's a former cop now. And there's a reason not because he did something bad, but actually he did everything right. And he wasn't arresting people for victimless crimes, drug possession, prostitution. And, and sooner that sort or later of thing. they got him and fired him. I mean, if, if, you, were de- if you were dealing drugs in the, you know, the, the park and in the playground that's a different story like let's just try to keep it clean right and but he generally wouldn't do these things to cause create a victim uh and you know he made it to a major rank and then he made it to captain wow but you know what hold on captain comes before hey, hey, captain. Uh, i'm sorry captain's sorry lower reverse that yeah but no yeah he became major and that's uh when they basically forced him out uh and they pushed somebody else to be the chief and uh worst chief probably the departments had they won't Stop enforcing victimless crimes. Why? Because the uniform itself is corrupt. I, I get, get where you're coming from. I mean, you know, I I like to believe that there are some good cops out there. And I hope that uh, they, you know, go after the bad cops. I hope they look for the corruption in their department. And I would agree with you that a lot of the problems that we have today have to do with the drug war and the growing state of police power that we wouldn't have so many problems if there was just if it was just crimes with victims nobody's going to have a problem with that i i try to find uh, uh to convince uh, cops all the time that you know there'd be a lot less crime if there was a lot less laws bingo well they don't uh, they're just going to say we don't make them well of course yeah, we don't make, we don't make well, the, those all their powerful like, all their powerful you know brotherhood that spans across departments across states and cities across the United States of America when they can all get together for each other when somebody dies and somebody falls in the line of duty they can do something about that but they sure as hell won't lift a finger to eliminate victimless crimes and improve their own freaking reputation. And you know what it's called? It's called discretion. So if you're a cop out there listening, you have discretion not to create victims. There's also uh, this situation where there were victim upon victim upon victim, and the police department uh, overlooked the indiscretions, uh, the, the, the criminality of their own police uh, union president, and because that benefited them. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah, they, there's no way to there's no way well, to describe that. In absolute power constantly corrupts. trying to save face, right? Is that what they do? Is that what the FOP does? Is constantly try to constantly. save face. They don't. They, I mean, who knows what they're doing in their club? 
that could be a whole different ball game. But we know that when they go out and try to defend their colleagues, they're just trying to save face from their horrendous crimes. 603-283-6160. Will the cops ever do anything to prevent their reputations from being more tarnished? More for Talk Live coming up. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com Free Talk Live. Rolling into our number three of Free Talk Live. The Tuesday night edition. The telephone number here in the studio, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to join us in the conversations tonight. It is I, the Reverend Captain Kickass, making his triumphant return. Joining me, Breaking the Flaw, Joa, and Mark. And we've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight is... Signs, continuing signs, this is a a bit of a theme of mine, which is what I like to call a closing government or closing society. Now, this is from Canada, so take that with a grain of salt, but Canada is just, well, it's just up up north, just us up north. Their government isn't very different than ours. No, but the uh, basically they their society started at the same time as our, ours did. Um, you know, it's uh, they're so following the same trajectory as far as their uh, economics are concerned. Their dollar value is concerned. Right. As fiercely patriotic as the Canadians are, they uh, their government does everything the United States government tells it to do. So, one of the things that we see in a closing society, a closing government, if you will, because. I don't like to use the word closing society because there's a difference between a society Things go on, and, yeah. and, a, and a government, right? And I need to be very clear about that. So in a closing government... State is probably the best Closing term, state. Yeah. Yes, that's... Thank you, Mark. Um, one of the telltale signs that you're in a closing state is when you have things like churches go underground. That's scary. Sounds bad. Right. And we know, you know, we're a little sensitive here at Free Talk Live because of, well, this is the Shire Free Church. I am a reverend and, you know, you know, all those things apply to us here as we do uh, this work. Well, this from EdmontonJournal.com, Grace Life Church holds secret service after AHS fenced facility for violating public health orders. I just want to note. It's not so secret. We just heard about it. Yeah, which I'd hear on the <laughs> national radio. <laughs> but they, it did get them a news story, and that news story is important because now it's going to be harder for them to come after them. Pastor James Coates. Of course, it's, uh, it, it is uh, Canada where they'll happy to go after people for getting together. 
Well, and apparently they don't give a crap about freedom of religion. Uh, Grace Life Church held an in-person service at an undisclosed location Sunday after Alberta Health Services erected metal fencing around the building last week for violating COVID-19 health orders. I got to say, um, when they put your church in jail, something is wrong. Yeah, that's it's bizarre stuff. That's familiar. Look, I get it. People are doing things you don't want them to do. But they freedom of religion means you can do that. That's what that means. Freedom of religion means you can get together no matter what uh, you know is going on in the world, and you can celebrate your religion. The Parkland County Church posted a video to YouTube on Monday of the service, which was led by Pastor James Coates. During the service, Coates described the actions by AHS as having jailed the church's facility. Interesting. Yes, I guess they did. AHS, with assistance for from RCMP, shuttered the building last Wednesday after months of defiance of the provincial, provincial health provincial, orders. Yeah. This sounds awfully familiar of uh, Jesus and his disciples having his last dinner hidden away from the Romans. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Coralesses. And his other fellow religious folks. Remember, it's the fellow religious folks that turned him over to the people who crucified him. The Discoplees? <laughs> not the Discoplees. One of the Discoplees. Oh, but right. um, I'm talking about the, uh, the the Sadducees and the Pharisees, yes. these, uh, the, the religious leaders, the, the most pious of their day are the ones that were willing to turn over yes. uh, the man that we now revere 2,000 years later. And I can assure you that there are highly religious folks who are listening to me right now and are like, these people are bad and they need to be turned in. Yeah. It's unclear where exactly the church held its Sunday service, but one performer on the video described it as, quote, an underground church, quote, unquote. That's what it is. That's what it is. If you're not telling people where you're meeting, it's an underground church. Well, you're telling people where you're meeting. You're just not telling everybody where you're meeting. Yes. Otherwise, you couldn't have the meeting if you didn't tell some. Some people, people had to figure out. But they, there, there weren't a lot of new people coming in and uh, sharing. Uh, they weren't sharing their religion with a lot of new people today or this last week. Fact. Grace Community Church Pastor John MacArthur, who lives in Southern California and is a teacher of Coates, said in a separate video that he received a letter from Coates about holding a service without disclosing its location to the public. It's amazing to have an underground church in Canada, he said, to a surge of cheers and chuckles from the congregation. North America. This is it. North America. Look, I'm, I make fun of religions all the time. I'm not a particularly religious person. Um, you know, I believe religion should be yours personally, and that's it. And, you know, whatever, you know, congregations and past the plate and all that stuff is largely just institutionalization and, well, the really the substance of, of where government came from. But that being said, I fully support your right to do it, to have it, and to engage in it in whatever manner you see fit, as long as you're not shoving it down anybody's throats. Yeah. Right? So... I suppose you can do that, too, but it's not going to go well. Well, well right. this country was founded on uh, religious freedom first, and then all the rights followed. So uh, I, I, like, I'm from Ro- Rhode Island, and uh, Roger Williams founded Rhode Island because he was being persecuted for his religious beliefs in Massachusetts. So he went on a hike, you know, left his family behind. But, you know, he had established a place that 
where you could practice. Um, and you know, go, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. That's it. it and that story happened over and over again. Uh, you know, yes. uh, Rhode Island and Providence Plantation is absolutely a place that was created for religious freedom from a place that was created for religious freedom. You know, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it just happens over and over. What bothers me about this article is that <laughs> this other pastor says it's amazing to have an underground church in Canada, he said, to a surge of cheers and chuckles from the congregation. If you're in a congregation and you're sort of chuckling at this underground church in Canada because they have been targeted by the state. Well, I think that these uh, parishioners likely understand that uh, the country's changed. Things have changed. With COVID, things have changed. And that, um, you know, Americans don't care about freedom anymore. You know, there's you got a bunch of 35-year-olds that are afraid to death that they're going to get the COVIDs. Or you get arrested for using the wrong pronoun in, in uh, Canada. Well, in Canada, there's uh, yeah, there's issues surrounding that. I'm not sure it's uh, entirely because... But I, I, would, but I yeah. would associate with religion, too, because what if it is your religious belief? You know, I, I'm not saying that I promote these ideas... But some of them don't prefer same sexes and all that stuff. So if they were to say something, say, in the church, now they have to go underground to talk about these things. Right. Now, I'm saying that it is time for religions of all different denominations to get together to put an end to this crap. Because I don't see another way for it here, to here. end. Right. And religions are big enough. And, and I'm, I'll join that. Religions are big enough that we can stop that. The government of Alberta triple fenced in the church and locked it so people couldn't go in there. There are no legitimate reasons for doing what they did. This is a first for the Western world to have government lock out believers from church and that after imprisoning James Coates in a maximum security prison, they led him away in chains. I got to read that again. The government of Alberta triple fenced the church in and locked and locked it so people couldn't go in there. Okay, got that. There are no legitimate reasons for doing what they did, period. Okay, got that. They didn't lock up the pastor, too. This is a first for the Western world to have the government lock out believers from the church, and that after imprisoning James Coates in a maximum security prison, they led him away in chains. So they took away this pastor, they arrested him, and led him away in chains. Sounds familiar. It sounds like he's, they're doing exactly what they did to Jesus. Is it a it's- closing state? I believe it is. I mean, this is one of the telltale signs, one of the most obvious things that you can point to. They're reinforcing their religion. That's all I'm going to say. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Yeah, come on. Come on and call in at 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. That's the telephone number. Phones are open. We have uh, a call holding. We'll get to this person momentarily. But in the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Joe and Mark. And yes, this is Free Talk Live, lest I forget to name the program <laughs> of which you are consuming currently. Uh, but speaking of Free Talk Live, you can join us and liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians 
from June 28th through July 4th for Fork Fest 5 at Roger. Really? We're calling it Fork Fest 5 now? Interesting. Wow. For, I didn't know that we had a number. Uh, well, it's got a number. I, I half expected a V <laughs> if it was going to be a number, but whatever. Forkfest 5 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Forkfest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but Forkfest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. Right. You don't have to show up on the dates that we tell you either. That's true. Of course, there'll be fewer people there but you know hey be as decentralized as you want it's have, like a fork, have your fork own fest yeah you don't have own. to you don't have to show up you you could yeah that's true we'd we be like, want you to though right i'm having a fork sure. fest of one all you have to do is reserve your camping rv site or motel room with rogers campground for june 28th through july 4th and there's i can't think of any better place to celebrate independence day than around other freedom loving people in the shire you can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees there and also find the unofficial telegram uh, as well as the unofficial forum. You can find links to all those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. That's forkfest.party. I know I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no virtual camping this year, guys. Virtual virtual camping. camping. It's like, you know, the VR headset because, you know, everyone has the COVIDs and... Or that where like one guy shows up, sets up like a glamping sort of a thing, right? He's <laughs> got the tiki torches, you know. Yeah, everybody the, else is there. Line there. No, nobody else is there, but he's broadcasting live video of this one particular campsite, so everybody else can virtually camp. Yes, people virtually camped last year. It's hilarious. Well, I hope they <laughs> virtually had a good time. Yeah, me too. Uh, we're going to talk more about well, all sorts of fun stuff, including this church in canada that has now gone underground but let's go to your calls and thoughts let's go to mike calling from florida mike you're on free talk live yeah i appreciate you taking my call i'm commenting definitely on that situation there in in canada i don't know what the laws are the differences are right now and i don't know where we're heading in this country regarding hate speech but back in the 80s and the 90s, I worked at one of these health, health nut places where the doctor and her crew would travel around the states and travel around Canada teaching people how to eat right and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they also would take religious um, books and stuff with them up, up to Canada. And back in the 80s and 90s, um, they were allowed to take the health books, but they were not allowed to take any of the religious books Interesting. Um, that that spoke of anything like even of the dark ages and what have you, because it was considered hate speech. And I don't, like I said, I don't know where we're heading here in this country, but back then you couldn't even preach things from the pulpit up there in, in Canada. Hmm. And I'm afraid that's the direction we might be going down here. Well, I, I feel you there. I'm not familiar enough with the history of Canadian religion and freedom of religion in Canada to speak intelligently, Mark, do you have any Well, this clues? is what this guy said happened, and, uh, you know, if it's if it happened, it happened. I don't know. I yeah, mean, they, they would literally have to, they've had cases of books of, of both the religious stuff and the, the health stuff, you know, drinking water and exercise and all this other stuff, and they would literally have to leave their cases of the religious books on the U.S. side of the border, wow. and they could take, I, take I in do... their, their, their health stuff. I know that Canada is big on banning books. Uh, Mark Emery had his banned bookstore, he called it, uh, taken down. And is then, he the CD baby guy? He's the cannabis culture guy now. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, I'm. Uh, is it going to get better? No, ladies and gentlemen, no, it's not. We are not going to get more freedom of religion. Um, they're not going to get more of it in Canada because big governments grow and they want you to think a thing. You know, they want you to think a thing, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. You know what they want you to think, and they know you know that it's changed in five years. Like five years ago, you didn't have to think this thing, but now you got to think this thing. Yeah, it's definitely happening. Well, and we've seen to just even inside the United States with, you know, governor's orders and things of that nature where whatever one governor does, well, you can bet your ass all the other governors are eventually going to follow suit. And what's weird is that they do this weird foreshadowing thing with it where they like they tell you what like Mark's saying, we're going to tell you what we want you to think. We're going to tell you that we want you to think it a whole bunch. And then eventually we're going to make you think it. Yep. uh, All you have to do is watch Fauci. Like this guy, you don't have to like this guy's he's he's got the the vaccine and he's not doing anything for summer because, well, it's not good enough. You got to wear two masks and all this other stuff. These people are insane. You know, they're insane and no one will say anything. He's a preacher of the pulpit, the biggest religion in the world, which is statism. And, you know, like the saying goes, government hates competition. And, you know, if their religion uh, wants to take down others, they will. They will. Final thoughts, Mike? Yeah, it's just like we're heading toward a blend of um, the book 1984 and Alex Huxley's Brave New World. The blend <laughs> of the, the two together is, 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 is crazy. It really is. I couldn't agree more. They tried Thanks to warn us. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree with him more. And they are two separate mm, perspectives. I'm kind worth of reading. I'm kind of the same thing. Yep. Um, I yeah, those are dystopian novels, is what they're called. Yeah, I actually spent some time uh, the school, the grade school that I was in. I don't know who the genius was that decided to put this together, but they said, "Let's put all the children together in a play, and we'll make it a musical." What are we going to call this musical? I know we'll do 1984 <laughs> by George Orwell. I I'm, I'm I crap you not. I crap you not. I was a thought police person in like sixth grade. I had to wear like a motorcycle helmet and one of these white, uh, you know, jumpsuits that you get at like the painter's store or whatever kind of thing and carry a baton. And like we sent, they, they made songs out of the things in the book. And one of them was war is peace, ignorance is strength, and slavery is freedom, right? Like this is a song <laughs> I, I had to memorize this. and sing at like age, I don't even know, but six years thing, old. This is a good thing. This is when you're in school and they've got you learning this kind of stuff i mean at least you were inoculated they wouldn't do that crap 1990 and on are you kidding i'm surprised they got away with it when they did yep by the way um if you're gonna read brave new world and 1984 and throw in animal farm for kicks sure you also should check out we the russian novel by uh yevgeny zam zam is that the french spelling o-u-i or is it the w-e spelling y-e-v yevgeny yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Easy yeah. to find then. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. The, the novel was we. Um, admittedly, not a uh, um, you know the kind of title that really sticks out there. So you got to look for the guy's name, Yevgeny. But uh, anyway, you'll find it after that. Or you can just look up dystopian novel we. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What kind of a dystopia are you living in? More free talk live is on the way. Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Coinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. 
Message Koinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pace sent you because they're on the fence right now. And your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Koinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. Yes, it is. Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Joa. And Mark. And we'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. But first, I need to say thank you to Arno Stackler. Arno is Thanks, a Arno. is a gold level amplifier, which means he gives ten bucks, ten bucks a month. We only ask for five. You can give more. Arno chooses to give ten. What is an amplifier? You might ask. Well, it stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote (AMP), and you can find out more over at amp.freetalklive.com. But essentially, you can help us get this radio program on more radio stations. If you've enjoyed the show, if you've enjoyed the content that we bring, if you've enjoyed the hosts, even though some of them get arrested, apparently, from time to time. My bad. Um, yeah, thanks, Joe. Actually, we kind of expect you to get arrested. I, know, I expect to more often, too. In, in what you <laughs> Not do. justified. But... but uh, if you go out and you uh, you know film police, then at some point or another they're going to get mad about it. That is a matter of fact. They drop charges. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> good news. Anyway, Arno gives ten bucks a month. Uh, you can find out more. There's some perks for the different levels. Uh, but if you want to help us get this radio program onto more radio stations, we're on. Have we surpassed two hundred? I wouldn't have. We're close. Okay, we could be on two hundred and fifty. We could be on three hundred. It's all up to you. Please help us get onto more radio stations over at amp.freetalklive.com. All right, let's go to your calls, and let's go to. We've got Scott calling from Miami. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, uh, gentlemen. I uh, hope that Ian and nobody are all right. I. Uh... I do pray for them, really. I do because I uh, I know they've been railroaded. Well, uh, nobody nobody did get case. to call in mm, two nights ago. Yeah, and so we've heard his voice. He's at least good. in seemingly good spirits. I actually sp- specifically spoke to Ian uh, this morning. He called me directly on my private line. <laughs> that is right, private I'm line. Happy that he's all right, and they better not abuse him. I don't trust. Uh, I, I I hate law enforcement. Uh, that's an understatement. Uh, I, I have no use for them. Even when you're innocent, even when you're innocent and you've done nothing, they're always, always looking for you. In other words, even when you're innocent, in their eyes, you're guilty. And they always look that, that you've done something wrong or whatever. But that's not why I called. Uh, are you familiar with the case with Tucker Carlson? I know who he is. What case are we referring to? Uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, the leader of the Anti-Defamation League, demands, you could see it on one of your podcasts when you're done with me, 
uh, demands that Fox News fire Tucker Carlson for supposedly making racist comments about illegals crossing the southern border. This is what Tucker Carlson said, something to the effect that immigrants dilute Americans' power. Now, that's a fact. That's not racist. And uh, Carlson did not make any racist comments. And uh, is it a fact that immigrants dilute Americans power? I don't. How how do you get from one to the other? Well, I don't know whether it's a a fact or not, but I can say this is Tucker Carlson's pretty well funded and I suspect he'll be pretty well defended. And it's really this is this is the wrestling game. This is the wrestling match. Right. Um, On one hand, you've got the Anti-Defamation League beating their chest. We will protect everybody from anybody. Here's a big, bad conservative and. Carlson's not exactly a conservative, but whatever um, you want to call him. And then, you know, the the other side, uh, Scott, these are uh, these are the actors on the show that they're putting on as the Titanic sinks. Yeah, they're giving you choices. They're, They're creating arguments of chocolate and vanilla when you don't even want either. I mean, thinking about why, why are they trying to force feed me chocolate or vanilla? I don't know. Oh, I may be right. It is. It is a show. It is a game. I believe you are right. But anyway, the ADL has no right to uh, to yank Tucker Carlson off the air. They're not gonna. And uh, and, and, and what I what I have against the ADL. This is what I have against the ADL. Uh, they have no right to tell the FBI, for example, uh, to egg the FBI on and say you need to go after the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys while they ignore Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Because Antifa oh, Black Lives right, Matter yeah. did a lot of damage. I, hey, thanks for the call, Scott. Uh, I've I've heard this before. It's like, oh, the law enforcement only goes after the Proud Boys, and it doesn't go after Antifa. Or, oh, law enforcement only goes after Antifa, and it doesn't go after the... And it's like, whatever flavor of, you know, I don't know, sub... I don't know. What do we call these things? I can't call them rebellious sects because, well, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Well, the, the Oath Keepers are centralized. Antifa would say that they're not centralized and that you just call yourself Antifa because you don't believe you believe this way. But in reality, they are all organizing in their own groups. And that, you know, once you centralize and put a label on the group that you're in, then you, you're generally going to be targeted by the opposite force, you know? So... Right, but then some people get jealous because, well, uh, the government's not going after the you know little subgroup that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you this is is that everybody's so busy worrying about whether or not the government's going after Antifa or the Proud Boys that nobody's talking about the Crypto Six, who the, whom the government actually went after. That is it's true. It's just your right to exchange cryptocurrency. It it is a little bizarre to me to see the lack of community response and i know mark you were on a show the other night and you had put out sort of a you know somebody said hey you know here's what you guys should be doing you should be doing a b c and d and you kind of put out a, a request to our listeners hey if you can help us do this kind of thing please do so um there have been a few places that have picked up the story mm-hmm. uh, if you will and i'm talking about libertarian you know definitely libertarian type of podcast media. media that kind of a thing but i am very surprised at the lack of cryptocurrency media that has not picked up this story in any way shape or form well frankly this keeps happening all over america i mean this is the, the when i talk to lawyers they're like oh yeah this is happening all over they're arresting people 
all over for selling cryptocurrency, and we're not seeing it in the news. Isn't this creating scarcity? Isn't that make what crypto well, it's, goes it's, up on? It's <laughs> intended to make people scared, um, that's for sure. But like just in general, like let's just say this person over here owned a lot of crypto, and that you remove him from society and he has no access to these wallets, that essentially kills or deads out a bunch of the crypto. I don't think so. I think that's uh, really what it is, is that their uh, big banks are scared. Yes. Okay. And uh, big banks still control one thing, and that's the government. So the big banks tell law enforcement, specifically FBI, um, hey, go out and make crypto scary again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they off they go and they go off and they uh, you know go try to make crypto scary again. Look, the FBI, according to the attorneys to whom I spoke last week, arrested at the very least five of the six of the crypto six spuriously. Like these charges, these are not criminal charges, and they just went ahead and said that they were. And everybody else is going along. Why? Because well, we don't arrest FBI agents for or you know uh, false arrest. We don't do that. I have contended for as long as I've been a fan of Bitcoin, uh, aka cryptocurrency, the blockchain, whatever you want to call it, that anything that governments, banks, hackers do to any of this. Only drives its worth north. Oh yeah, that's that's true. On a on a, a societal level, they yeah. can do nothing. They are out there just <laughs> dancing in the wind. Yes. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I, but for an individual, it sucks. I, I'm not surprised on my YouTube videos uh, covering all the Crypto Six events that the advertisements are for Visa's cryptos. Visa's cryptos. Oh yeah, sure. oh, yeah. PayPal now. I've got an article here that says uh, Time Magazine. About to take the launch into cryptocurrency. Big banks are in crypto. Only do crypto through big banks. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Final segment of this Tuesday night edition. That surprised me. Of Free Talk Live. Surprise, Mark. It Final came, segment. Came up quick. These so, things do that. so fast. I know. It It amazes me. Even, I mean, I know you've been doing it for way longer than I have, but I, I, where did the time go? Mm-hmm. Like, we get to talking about all this stuff, and you know, we're all very passionate at speakers, and you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, it's like, wow, that was three hours already. And we haven't even really scratched the surface of the BS that exists in society today. And it'll just keep going because that's how it goes on Free Talk Live. Well, 21 hours later. (laughs) Speaking of which, let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Warlock, sir, not witch. Okay, we're like it is. Okay. Yes. So, thank goodness it's almost over, huh? You say we're we're almost to the end. You well, are. <laughs> no, what's on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I have installed the dump bun- button as well, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the caller first caller to ever dump the show. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, David, when I when I talked to you during the screening process, you know, you had brought up that Mark had made some, you know, uh, outcry, not outcry, but like some suggestions. He, you know, somebody called in and was like, hey, I think Free Talk Live should be doing this, 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 and this, kind of gave us a list of things to do. And Mark was like, great, anybody who can help us doing those things, please help us do those things, you know, but also if you have ideas. And that sounded like that's what you were calling about. Yeah, that was actually just to deceive the call screener. What I actually wanted to talk about was... We are the call screener. <laughs> what? We are the call yeah, screener. You realize that was me screening the call, right? Yeah, yeah, I know that. I just figured that you didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. No, so, yeah, so I called about that. But first of all, I got a comment. Oh, and um, uh, because we're coming up on it, let me just remind everybody, uh, Sunday, April 25 of this year and presumably every year after has been designated uh, parental awareness or parental alienation awareness day worldwide. So just to keep that in the front of people's minds. And, um, and I just have to say, and Scott, Scott would tell you, you're talking about, well, first of all, you're talking about the government wanting to scare people away from using cryptocurrency and Scott would have, and you referred to the bankers and Scott would remind you that the bankers are, uh, it is alleged, uh, uh, the uh, Zionist bankers and the ADL was also a player in that conversation, and the the ADL does indeed act like the government. Like the government scares you from using cryptocurrency, the ADL through fear and guilt uh, uh, stops you t- to, from criticizing the uh, those that you might criticize that the ADL would not want you to criticize. So, and that is indeed a fact because if you ask just about anybody whether they would have some apprehension at publicly criticizing. Somebody, uh, a member of the group that the ADL would not want you to criticize. Well, apparently it's everybody um, now. I mean, at, you know, the, the ADL doesn't like uh, uh, Tucker Carlson talking about illegals or whatever. Right. But that's, a, that's a clue. That's a clue that the ADL is attached to the greater leftist uh, party agenda, Democrat oh, left. I don't uh, think that I don't think that there's I don't think that anyone needs a clue on that. I think the ADL is out there in front with a big baton saying we're in front of the leftist movement of America. There, there you go. Oh, so, so anyway, I just, I just wanted to throw that in there because I, I was uh, listening to it while you were discussing it. And as to the, the topic that you wanted to address, Mark, that, that uh, I'm also interested in is, the, but I, I would first ask you to narrow the question. The question you asked me was fairly broad as to what should Free Talk Live do? And that's a broad question. So I'd like you to narrow it down again. What, why, what, what were you thinking you might like to do? Where do you think you're coming up short? Uh, give me some uh, clue me and narrow it down a little bit. Well, I got to say that, I mean, you know, I not that we've tried very hard here, but um, I wish that there was much more of an outcry over the Crypto 6. Agreed. And I wish that um, you'd, you'd see people, uh, you know, contacting us about what's going on we haven't had very much of that and um you know i mean we're just I trying did, to run a radio show here i did an appearance on the co-cast show somebody else is doing an appearance on his show yep, yep. i there's the, some there's some of it going on and a couple I'm, of these I, things I'm, yeah i certainly don't want to complain about the people the stuff that we are getting what i'm um sort of you know just this wider cryptodom this whole industry about reporting about crypto no, none of these reporters are calling in and saying, hey, Silence. exactly what happened here. All they're doing is repeat, reading, uh, excuse me, uh, rewriting what the government said and painting the crypto six as though they're guilty. And they don't know the difference between uh, Shinola and chocolate ice cream. Right. 
And so there, there, um, some familiar bell, bells are ringing, and I think that you're experiencing exactly what I've been experiencing for a decade and just about anybody else who has been uh, trodden upon by a, a giant and they are looking for someone to help come to their aid or re- assistance, rescue, and they, they're screaming out and nobody really comes with effective help. And I think you're suffering from part of that in that, one, it's, it's human nature that people are not going to rush to your assistance. It's the, I like to use the analogy of the herd of zebras and the lions. The herd right. of zebras could easily kill every last lion in five minutes if they just did it. But they don't. They just turn around and look at the one that's getting eaten. And or, humans or run away, do the yeah. exact same Yeah. And humans do the exact same thing. So that's one thing. And then number two, the, the population has uh, fatigue. They're fatigued from all the different uh, abuses of various parts of our, uh, our community, society, and they're, they're, they're fatigued. They're, 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 they don't know what to do uh, with the little bit of energy they have, and they need that energy to, just to keep their own head above water for another right. thing. And then the last thing is that, well, I guess I already covered that with the lions and the zebras. Uh, they, they, they just don't care about anybody else other than themselves. Uh, except for, you know, there's a minority of the population that actually gives a damn. And so it's, it's, uh, uh, let me shut up with that and see what your reaction is to that. Well, they're a criminal class and they're trying to protect their own. That's predator class is, uh, what what he's showing is, is that, um, basically is, is that it's true. I mean, the zebras or the, you pick the prey animal out there and we all know that we were their prey. You know that speed limits aren't, the speed limit signs aren't put in there and the speed limits aren't set to to keep the safest amount of speed on the road. You know that speed limits are there so that they can take them down and tax people who go too quickly. Um, and and that if they wanted to keep people going this, the right speed on the road, there would be there'd be nothing to it. All they have to do is put up speed cameras that if you go 56, wham, you got a ticket, then everybody will go 55, whether that's the right speed or not. You know that it's about taxation. You know the, the reason they have the little flashy things on the side of the car isn't to keep people safe. It's to distract you. That's what they're for. And, um, yeah, ultimately, they're a predator class. And that's it. Agreed. Just doing our right, jobs. Okay, so, yeah, so then going beyond – so that, that said, then going beyond, Mark, so, so then what? What's next? I so, don't know. Well – you, well, you got it. You got to come up with something, either a question or a comment, to keep it going. Otherwise, you're dead in the water now, and you don't want to be dead in the water. So, what? So, you got to come up. What is next? Well, the you obvious. Or a comment. The obvious answer is a revolution, <laughs> but the revolution okay. of the minds, because you try and do it violently. They got tanks. They got F-15s. They got drones. That's not the method. Well, I guess the question right, okay. is: is how do we get the zebras to act like? Um, you know that they that, that to understand that they uh, outnumber the lions a hundred to one, and that a few well placed donkey kicks would take care of this problem. Right. I don't know. Okay. I'm open to suggestions. Well, you got. You, you got it. Pardon. I'm open to suggestions. Right. So, to, and what I would suggest is a continue continued discussion. So that that said, we all agree. So then you, there needs to be another question or another comment. To keep dissecting it, you got to keep uh, well, flowcharting it. Uh, in what we can see is, is that cops are scared right now. Um, you know, the 
<laughs> that there's all kinds of situations where people are like, I just don't want to be a police officer anymore. They're not signing up to do it. And that, um, you know, that cops are getting put into situations where they're being held accountable for their actions. One they of the don't most like that. Positive government trends in my lifetime. People right, don't right. want to so, become police anymore. Yeah. So, so that's a good, that's a good sign. I mean, it's a good sign and a bad sign, but it's a, a good sign in the way that you're saying it's a good sign. And, and there's a, there's another aspect of that too, is that, is that, um, um, I mean, the way that I, when, I mean, I talked to the, to a cop at the Minneapolis police department about their looters for four hours straight yesterday. And we're, we're a strange on man. <laughs> Pardon? You are a strange man, David. We appreciate the call. He's going to just call up Minneapolis police and talk Chat to them for looters. four hours yeah. about looters yesterday. Yeah. That is all the time we have. Thanks everybody for listening. If you missed any of our episodes, you can get us over at the archives at freetalklive.com. I want to hear some of that conversation, frankly. Yeah, I hope you recorded it. <laughs> Thanks. Peace. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. Eager to learn about the inhabitants of this island, Jonathan was wandering through the countryside when he passed a farmyard. On the porch of a nicely kept home, Jonathan found a woman and her three children huddled together crying. Suddenly, Jonathan was tapped on his shoulder from behind. As he turned, a man asked him, You with the food police? No, sir. I'm just passing by. What's all the trouble here? My wife and children are pretty upset. We're waiting for the food police to pick me up. They say I'm a criminal. Oh, what crime are you accused of committing? My crime is growing and selling too much food. Growing and selling too much food is a crime? Around here it is. You see, the food police see to it that no farmer sells so much food that it will lower the prices that other farmers can charge for their crops. How can they do that? Sometimes the food police buy up the food and send it abroad to ruin the prices of foreign farmers. Sometimes they just outlaw more than a certain quota of land use, food production, or sales. Whatever the method, the penalties for violators are the same, fines and jail sentences. What will happen to your family now that you're taken away from them? Uh, without my income, my family surely won't be able to afford the high prices of food these days. My wife will probably wind up dependent on charity from relatives or the officials. Those officials love to care for the poor people that they impoverish. Stay tuned for another bizarre episode in the adventures of Jonathan Gullible. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community, access free media clips, and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com If there's a sudden disaster and you can't get to the grocery store, or they're all out of food, what would you do? You'll wish you had emergency food to get you through the crisis. And that's why we're here. We're MyPatriotSupply.com, America's leading source of emergency food. Our food lasts for up to 25 years, and millions of families trust us for their disaster survival. Won't you join us? Unlike other food companies, we don't skimp on calories. Our meals give you more than 2,000 calories per day. Why? Because that's what you need to survive any challenging crisis. And right now, you can save $200 on our popular three-month emergency food kit. Just go to MyPatriotSupply.com and place your order. We ship fast, two to three days max. And your food arrives discreetly right to your door. So order today and save $200 at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com.